down those cards. Fortune tellers! Cards mean different things at different times. Do you know anything about tarot cards? Oh, a crystal ball. Gather around, children. Listen to the mystics. <laughs> Journey. Podcast. I'm no mystic. Welcome to Tarot Tangents, our sideshow where we kick ass and take names. This segment is all about debating, debunking, demystifying, anything and everything tarot. If you've got questions, stories, or just a good old rant you'd like to share, send it into tangents at mysticfooltarot.com for a chance to be featured. Today is a short and sweet episode where we talk about three different myths of tarot that you may or may not have heard. Number one, can you buy your own tarot deck, Anna? I mean, I hope so because... I've bought like at least 10. <laughs> I'm not going to wait around <laughs> for someone to like give me the cards that I want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, what about you, Ruth? <laughs> well, as the creator of a tarot deck, I may be biased here. <laughs> no, you can definitely buy your own. I did do a bit of research in trying to find where this superstition started. And it seems as though we may never know. Could not find an answer on that. But uh, the common consensus is that it's not a very old myth, but perhaps only started like a couple of decades ago when tarot cards were not as mass produced as they are now. Or perhaps maybe people made this up to dissuade others from spending their money on something that they didn't agree with. Hmm. Um, but let's just pretend that this myth never came into existence. Yeah, I agree. I think at this point, you, you know, you make a good point that it's like, oh, if you don't agree with it, you might gatekeep it by saying you can't you can't have a deck unless someone gives it to you or because it was so hard to come by tarot decks because they had to be like hand illustrated or hand printed and it took a lot more effort and resources it might be hard to come by a tarot deck just on your own unless you were in the wealthy class it almost feels like i, I don't know it just feels like someone created this like boogeyman like oh no yeah you can't you can't do it and then it feels very I don't know it while it does up the mystery around tarot that could right. also be a reason why some people think tarot is like spooky and evil is because yeah you've got these myths floating around that it's like only for certain types of people or only if you have certain powers can you use it and I'm not down with that I, I think everybody should should try it out I think everybody should get their hands on it because the more you know about something, the less scary it's going to be. I think we're right on the money there where it's it feels most true to me that this myth originated because people didn't want people to buy tarot cards, you know, maybe from a religious point of view or something like that. But um, if you were to go to like the other side of things from tarot readers perspective, a lot of people think that you shouldn't buy your own deck because it like creates negative energy around your deck. I mean, I personally don't believe in that, you know, from the angle of where I come from in my practice. I don't think it's possible to insert negative energy into a deck. And so buying your deck definitely won't bring you, you know, bad luck or anything. But if you steal it, maybe. I do believe in karma. If you steal yeah. a deck, maybe that's probably yeah. no bueno. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that one for sure. Maybe don't steal the deck, because just stealing in general, but also like people who are trying to make a living right. and, and you're taking that away from them. <laughs> totally agree there. This kind of reminds me of 
kind of unrelated, but like similar myth. Um, and I don't know if you've ever heard this one, Ruth, but apparently you're not supposed to give knives as gifts. Oh, because it could sever the friendship or the relationship. And I have no idea where this myth originated from. But I remember growing up, if my parents ever wanted to give like a nice knife to a friend because they were like a really good cook. And it's, you know, it's one of those like, oh, we got this really nice knife for you. Yeah. They would tape a penny to the box. And so that way our, the friend they gave the knife to would give the penny back as if they had paid for the knife. Really? So that way there would be no sever. Yeah. So there'd be no severing of friendships if you give a knife, but it's, it's in that same vein where you're like, nothing's going to happen. If you give someone an object, it's really down to like, are you the one creating that bad energy or that bad relationship? Or it's up to you. You're the one who's inserting yourself into the world in a certain way. So the cards aren't going to do it for you. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's crazy. I am going to gift everybody a knife with a penny now. That's such a fun (laughs) thing to do. Just in case. It sounds like a great idea. Yeah, it's just a fun little tradition in my mind at this point. But when it comes to tarot decks, I think you should buy your own, especially if you've got like people you want to support or you're trying to support certain readers or certain artists because they're, they're putting out their illustrations on these tarot decks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how I first got into it with some of my favorite illustrators that I was following online. They were like, oh, I'm, I made a tarot deck. And I was like, I get to have 78 individual works of your art. Yes. Sign me up. I'm buying that. I, I don't care. I didn't even know anything about tarot at the time. I was just like, yes, I will be buying that. So do it. You know, once you do it, it's just, you know, no hold, like nothing will hold you back once you buy your first deck. Then you're, it's actually kind of like tattoos. It's just you get one and you just want more. So be careful if you buy your own deck. So Anna, should I cleanse or how should I cleanse my tarot deck? Oh, interesting. I don't think... This might be controversial that it matters if you cleanse your deck. I have a specific perspective on this and some other rituals in general. Um, I don't necessarily think it matters whether or not you cleanse your deck, which also then kind of implies that it doesn't matter how you cleanse your deck. I find it to be very subjective. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of people who want to cleanse them with smoke or they lean, leave them out like in the sun or in the moonlight or they run a selenite wand over them, you know, pick whichever one feels best for you. My personal view is that cleansing a deck, much like drinking your morning coffee or going on your morning run, or if you have like a nighttime skincare routine, is more about a physical action that you take to get yourself into the mindset you want to be in. It's not about the action themselves, like there's a right or wrong way. To cleanse a deck, just like there's not like a right or wrong way to take a cold morning shower if that's what wakes you up. <laughs> um, it's more for me about, oh, if this is what's going to help you calm down your nervous system, if it's going to help you set the tone of how you want to exist in this moment, then it's the right way to do it. It's, you know, it's pretty simple. You know, light some candles or light like an incense stick and do the smoke around the deck if you want knock on it shake it up but it's really kind of up to you what feels best and what gets you into your particular mindset but what about you Ruth what do you think you know I'm with you there but I do want to recognize that I'm sure there's a lot of members of our audience who take super seriously their divination practice and taking care of their divination tools 
And that's super valid. Not, you know, going to be knocking you doing that. If, if that's your jam, then that's your jam. And I respect it. And depending on the specific culture or belief systems, cleansing and clearing your tarot decks can mean a variety of things. Mm. Some say to clear the cards means that you intentionally neutralize them, like rebooting your computer to return it to factory settings and clear any personalized files stored on it. To cleanse tarot decks can mean something a little bit different. This can mean that you not only neutralize your cards, but also energetically remove any energies that may be negative, distracting, or heavy. Mm. And for me personally, I don't use tarot as a divinatory practice, but rather as a tool for self-reflection and personal therapy and grounding. You know, connection with myself is first. Mm -hmm. So my personal view is that cards don't, the cards themselves don't do anything or carry any energy until you pick them up. So instead of like cleansing my deck, I focus more on my own personal energies instead. And so if I'm feeling like I'm getting bad readings, then it's more likely that I just need to recenter myself and reframe my own perspectives. Because in my practice, there's no such thing as a bad reading or bad cards. It's mostly just a mindset that I probably need to reframe in myself. I think we're on the same page with that one for sure. But in that same vein, you mentioned, so yeah, bad readings or bad cards, that leads into our next myth, right? Yeah, it does. Anna, do you think there are good cards or bad cards? You kind of answered that already. What's your take on it? I did. I don't. I think the cards simply exist. And for me, that's more of a, it's the same way that like, if I see the same card one week, but then I see the card again, another week or a month later, it'll mean something different. It's a tool that allows me to bring to the surface things that I have either probably been burying in my subconscious or things that I want to deal with or need to deal with usually is the, is the case. Good and bad really doesn't have to do with it. It's more subjective, like, oh, that's a tough thing that I know I need to deal with. So it might make the card seem bad, but it's really not. Like, I've gotten the tower and been super stoked about it. Or I've gotten death and been like, yes, please, I've actually been waiting for this. Like, this is actually something that I wanted. So yeah, I don't personally think there are good or bad cards. They just are. And our current state of being, our current mental state, our current physical state can affect how we perceive each of those cards and what they mean for us in that moment. But what what else? What about you? We're coming at this from the same angle here. I know we are. (laughs) And I know that they're thinking like, what do you mean? There's no bad cards? Like the Ten of Swords has never been a good good card, you know? And I think like, I understand that, but I don't think we should let like these scary associations affect us or like the imagery, like none of it is inherently negative or positive. Um, It's just like all about perspective and perception. And every single card has negative and positive traits, which just come to light with every interpretation you give, you know, within a reading. And like, you can you can look at it from so many ways. There's a lot of uh, tarot decks that have been portrayed like in media to be bad luck or omens, bad omens, you know, misfortunes heading your way. But tarot isn't black and white, you know? Yeah, 100%. And I feel like I feel like there are some very specific cards that get like a bad rap because of probably mostly pop culture when we think of like 
specifically death and the devil like those seem to be the ones that like every like movie or tv show slides in because everybody like the writers of the show know that people already associate the devil with evil and temptation and death with like pain and so of course they're just playing off of your like general vibe that you already have around those things without really delving into what those tarot cards mean within the context of a reading or even like the positive aspects of them. Because for a lot of people, death is actually rebirth. It's like this thing that needed to end is finally ending and you will have a new start. And that's how that can be like a really positive thing for someone who's like, oh, thank goodness. I'm ready. <laughs> like, I'm ready for something new. Yeah, exactly. I think um, also I'm guilty of this too. It's just a good punchline. The death card or the tower. Oh, I pulled the tower. It's a good punchline. You know, everybody can kind of relate to the feeling of having a reading and not wanting to pull one of those cards. Maybe you want to pull like the Wheel of Fortune instead. Right. And so that's always kind of a bummer. We're on the same page here. There's no such thing as good or bad cards. Yeah, 100%. Because there might be a time when you get that same card later on and you're like, actually, this means a really good thing for me, um, given whatever context that you're in and what you're reading for. And oftentimes, as much as I hate to say this, if you get a card and you have like a gut instinct that's just like, you know, your stomach sinks, and you're just like, oh, I didn't want that card. It probably means you're avoiding something that you need to like address. And that's not a bad thing. It's just you're being shown like, right. So that thing I've been putting off and I haven't been paying attention to, I really shouldn't because it could just get worse. And like, it, it's just one of those. It's like someone reminding you like, hey, you need to clean your room like right now. <laughs> and it, it doesn't feel good when like a card feels like it's nagging you to like deal with something that's hard to deal with. Yeah, I think if there's one theme that my tarot deck and readings challenge most, it's my conflict avoidance skills. Oh, yeah. I, I love avoiding that conflict. And sometimes you get a card that's like, hey, you should, you know, address that conflict. And I'm like, nah, that's okay. You know, I'd rather see what it's like if I if I just keep avoiding it. And um, let it snowball <laughs> into an avalanche. That's my favorite. Truly. At least you're self-aware and you know that. I'd love to hear from people if they have a particular card that they were scared of, because I feel like because of all those pop culture references that like if you don't have any idea what tarot is and you've never been exposed to it or you've never looked into it for yourself, like you, there are probably a lot of scary myths and superstitions surrounding it. So I'm super curious to know like what is the card people most dread getting right now? Because it might not be one of these. It could be something else completely different. Like, I don't know, Five of Cups. Maybe someone like doesn't want the Nine of Cups. That would be weird, but I'd love to hear Ooh. from you. If that's one you don't want. Yeah, drop a comment below or shoot us an email and tell us. We'd love to know. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you're a fan of the podcast. We do need the reviews to uh, find new fans. Tell your friends and rate and leave a review. Follow us on all socials. Our handles are Sweet Death Inc. and Mystic Fool Tarot on all platforms. See you later.